welcome to the Production Talk podcast with me, Jan of MixArtist.com.au. In this podcast series, we celebrate the modern way of producing music. We want to talk about all things related to songwriting, recording at home and music production. So if you produce your music at home, this is the place to be. Please subscribe and recommend this podcast to all your friends. This is the Production Talk Podcast, episode 43. Welcome to another episode of the Production Talk Podcast. For this episode, I drove to the town of Lismore to meet a local musician and president of the North Coast Entertainment Industry Association, Gary Pinkerton. I've known Gary for over a decade mainly as keyboard player on many local stages and as a driving force behind the North Coast Entertainment Industry Association's popular Dolphin Awards Ceremony. He's also a respected business owner of a long-running shop in Lismore CBD. Gary and I had been chatting on Messenger, and eventually we found a time that worked for both of us to do this interview. I arrived at his place in a lovely neighborhood with lots of trees around. From the street, the house looked just like a normal house. But as I dragged my recording gear to the doorsteps, I started to note that on the inside things were not quite as calm as the outside suggested. Gary greeted me at the door with a three-month-old baby in his arm, his first grandson, while also speaking to a customer on his mobile. It started to dawn on me that Gary now ran his business from his home. I learned that Gary's adult son and his partner now lived there too. Three generations and one business, now all under one roof, with Gary running his business and minding the baby at the same time. Gary had timed the interview around his grandson's nap time, but the baby boy wasn't in the mood for his usual schedule. So Gary sat down with the baby snuggled up in his arm, and I quickly set up a mic on a stand and headphones for him, while Gary spoke to another customer in his calm voice on the phone. I sat down on the floor opposite to him with a handheld microphone in my hand and hit record. Gary, I really appreciate you making time for me today. I'm starting to understand just how busy your life is at the moment and uh, I really appreciate you making the time. Gary, you're a musician yourself. You're a keyboard player, is that right? Absolutely. Um, I started um, playing when I was when I was 15 um, at various places around um, the area. Um, Lismore was one one um, place we used to play back in the day at the Canberra and I think um, at that stage our singer was 17, I was 16, John, my brother was 15 and our drummer was, you know, 14. So, wow. And, um, um, and then our, our singer turned 18 and, yeah, we just, um, um, we... You know, we've played sort of down in Balna and um, Casino and um, wherever we could get a get a gig back in those days. But yeah, it was. Um, there's a lot of music happening back then, mm. really a lot of music. And uh, and I think you know some of the um, this region, and I think particularly Lismore itself. Um, certainly, the eighties and nineties were the were the prime days of you know sort of music. Um, happening around around the area and and the bands coming out of this area rival anything coming out of any of the capital cities mm. you know, as far as their you know, musicianship and talent skills. Wow. So you have quite a bit of experience uh, 
in in the music scene for for decades now and today we're sitting here you are holding your your grandchild in your hand yes um, and he's just trying to go to sleep uh, so you are still an active musician despite all the additional uh, things you're doing today like you know running your own business yes and you're also the uh, president of the north coast entertainment industry association that's right uh, it sounds really like you have your life dedicated to music and the art scene in the northern rivers um, I, I what's like your to. motivation what keeps you going i think it's just a love of music mm. and that that enjoyment of getting out and 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 Performing in front of people. On Saturday, I actually played in, in Balna at the Shores Bay Hotel. Um, there was a benefit concert for the flood relief. So um, I went down and um, with, with one of the bands I work with, the, the Electrifying Bulls, and we, uh, we did an hour set. And it was so well, much so much fun to get together after quite some time, um, not being able to play anywhere. Oh, know. fantastic! It's it's great to see you and getting back on stage. Um, uh, tell us about the bands you're currently involved with, the musical uh, acts. So I, I play in a duo as well, and the Wendy Ford duo. And Wendy writes a lot of original material, and when when we perform, we do a combination of original and, and covers with with her and then every now and again I, I play with another band called epic and and um with um Stuart Kent Jesse Balfour and um James Palmer their usual keyboard player is Alan Park um very well respected um keyboard player in this region okay wow fantastic so um Alan he he plays with the pheromones yeah which is another really well-known band in this area so when alan's playing with them and if there's a, a job comes up with epic i fill in for him great well do you find time to practice music in your in your busy day-to-day -day life i try and fit it around what i'm doing um yeah. so it, it may be early in the morning um or at the end of the day and i will go through and sit down particularly if i'm prepping say for um um, jobs, I will sit down and work. Epic is one I have to because the keyboard material is, um, because some of it's quite, quite um, technical, you know, and challenging. Yeah. Um, I, I think of the Highway Star by Deep Purple and the, and the organs, organ in that, and particularly the organ solo, getting through the, through that and, and through the, the dual work that you're doing with the guitar. It's, it's um, a piece that you really have to get your head around. Yeah, definitely. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, are there any records out that we could put into the show notes, uh, links to, to your music? Oh, gosh. Um, well, Wendy, Wendy has some material out at the moment that I've been involved in. Um, and um, with the other bands that I've been currently working with, you know, they're basically, basically cover cover bands. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And um, then in addition to all the music, you're the president of the North Coast Entertainment Industry Association. Yes. Well known for the Dolphin Awards here in the area, uh, which is an institution in the music industry. It's a really important event uh, in, in the musical calendar. And uh, you're behind that as well. So how time consuming is is that in addition it is, to what it you is do already? It is really very consuming and particularly... Um, You know, sort of in the in the lead up to to the awards, there is so much work that goes in behind the scenes to make sure it runs smoothly yeah. on the evening. Let alone sort of um, getting um, getting entries organised for judges and um, and getting the results and correlating the results um, is a lot of work. But again, I've I've always felt that 
the music industry on the North Coast has been a, a part of my life and I've wanted to give back to the the North Coast music industry in some way and, and I, I thought by by being part of the awards, um, that would be one way. It actually started in, um, its early inception was 1991. Um, there was a, there was an awards night held in Byron Bay in December. And, um, I went along to that particular awards and, um, at, at that, that time, my, um, my mother-in-law, um, and I, and another chap by the name of Laurie Davies, um, had been working on some original material, and so we ended that in the awards night, um, and that was um, it was a great experience. And from that, um, a group of um, uh, over Lismore Way actually f- formalised um, the awards, and um, have carried it on ever since. My involvement started in um, two thousand and seven, and I just came on as a board member to help help move the the awards forward so um and it's been just run by volunteers all that all that time yeah that means you've been in charge basically since 2007 and uh, not, ne- not necessarily um, about 15 years yeah the president at that stage who came on was mark pickcock mm. and then when mark decided to move on then i moved into the role as president um and for f- quite a few years um Uh, Brett Hamlin was the president, and um, since Seymour Lynch's, I've gone back in the president's role, but I'm quite happy to hand it on to somebody else down down the track. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, you really have a busy life, Gary. We we obviously have to talk about what happened in in Lismore in in February, uh, the major flood event uh, that affected so many locals, and you know, uh, you and your business and your family. Are you happy to talk about how that affected you and your family? Absolutely. So it's it's, it's absolutely devastating. It was really the the flood height level that was predicted in in Lismore um, up until um, midnight on the Sunday night was 11.5 metres. So most people in south and north of Lismore thought they would be safe. And certainly in my business, um, I was um, um, packing up the last of my stock. A lot of it we took out, some we took up um, and put up um, in the um, the floor above and then other things we store within the shop. And um, it really wasn't until we left at one in the morning and came home and the the Bureau of Meteorology had be, be revised the, the flood height level that we knew something dreadful was going to happen. And um, as it turned out, um, hundreds of people had to be rescued from roofs in north and south Lismore and, and also in the basin in, in the in the Lismore area, um, the actual flood water went to 14.4 metres at its peak and uh, there was, in my shop itself, it went to the roof of my shop. So um, 34 years of um, what I'd stored in my shop that I'd left there um, had been destroyed or badly damaged. Um, it, oh, that's it, devastating. It, Gee, and... Uh, Well, uh, just need to take a second to take that all in. Um, I've been to, to Lismore just on the days after to help friends clean, and uh, it, it looked like a war zone. I've never seen anything in my life ever that came close to you know, what uh, the locals in Lismore went through. Um, 
You know, there's been a huge community effort since to clean up and, you know, get rid of the rubbish. But we are probably still a year or maybe years away from any kind of normal life in the area. What's the situation at the moment? Have you got power back in, in the shop area? Okay, so parts of um, the Lisbon CBD do have power in. Mm. Um, I'm waiting to have... Um, essential energy um, restore power to my shop. And this will should happen within the next week now. Um, so as soon as that happens, we'll start work on um, um, pre preparing to get the shop back up and running again. Wow. So it's been about 10 weeks, is that all right? So this area has been without power for about 10 weeks. It's quite hard to imagine. And it's, it depends on the amount of damage, you know, in in different shops. I know Essential mm. Energy, um, uh, when they looked at our board, I needed to do some work to replace um, a, a ground for for the for the um, electrical board before they could Essential Energy could put the power on. So that's been done this morning. Good, and um, that's all ready to go. The electrician's been in and done that, and um, and uh, so. I'm, Essential energy, here we come with mm. power. Okay. But it's going to be a slow process, really is. Um, yeah. And again, I'm definitely reliant on, on the government support um, for small business. Of course. Um, to help um, re-establish the, the store. Yeah. What's, what's your experience been so far with um, government support? Uh, are they keeping their promises so far? Well, I think it's been a slow process mm. for a mm. lot of people that I've spoken to. It's only been two weeks since I've put my application in. Yeah, okay. Um, showing um, invoices and also quotes for the first 25,000. And then um, once that's been um, provided proof of, once they pay the 25,000, then I have to provide receipts for for another twenty five thousand dollars, okay, um, which yeah. they'll they'll reimburse. So that's their process. But I can see it being a slow process because I actually, when I went to um, the um, service you know, in New South Wales, um, um, I was talking to one of the staff there, and they were saying a lot of you know, even was there two weeks ago, like at least. Um, Two out of three people that were going in there were going in there for the first time, so it's mm. um, it's going to be a slow process, I think, to yes. get, get the um, money through. Unfortunately, okay. Um, you're well connected in the local music scene, and obviously, you know, um, businesses uh, will hopefully get the support they need. But uh, in my experience, musicians are often not necessarily on the radar when the government hands out support. Uh, have you heard from the local music scene? Are musicians, uh, you know, people who, whose life depends on, depends on music, are they getting support? Um, if they've, um, for those who lived in and had their, their homes damaged, they're, they're, they're getting, uh, hopefully they're getting that support for... Um, Emergency funding and that sort of yep. thing, um, but I, I'm I'm not aware of any other sort of major grant sort of things being provided to musicians, mm. um, and some who have lost um, their musical equipment. Yes, um, in the flood um, here in Lismore, and there's oh, obviously mm. uh, other other areas around the the region that mm. that have flooded where where musicians have lost their equipment. Um, there's been a little bit of um, Uh, on Facebook, I've noticed there's been some some people offered to um, 
to restore instruments. And I, I a really nice story that came through um, a musician I know. He he had his little um, Fender amp go through the the flood, and he put it out on the side strip to be taken away. And um, anyway, he saw the post that was put up, and so he went and. Um, retrieved it and it was taken away and he just received it back restored and looked like brand looked looked like brand new so oh that's great <laughs> uh, there's some lovely stories that mm. um, that I'm I'm hearing and and seeing that's my experience as well you know that despite all the trauma and uh, the shock that our community is in there's been you know these bursts of of beautiful moments of solidarity and care you know where the community sort of you know, helps each other out that's really good to see what does the music scene in Lismore need to get back on their feet right now what, what what's what needs to happen in the next couple of weeks months and possibly years well, I think it's the venues we've definitely lost mm. um, two two venues um, here from my understanding is um, the Richmond Hotel and the um, The northern, I believe, I believe that they're um, they're not going to be operating. My understanding is, so um, it's finding. I suppose it's finding venues that that are wanting to put artists in, yep. into their their pubs or in the clubs in mm. Lismore, than particularly in, in Lismore. Yeah. yeah. So it would be a nice idea if uh, venues from the surrounding areas would sort of prioritize musicians from Lismore for a while to help balance out uh, the, the loss of income. That'd be really, really nice if so, something like that happened. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Um, there is a concert happening in, in Lismore. Are you aware about that? So there's there's one on there's one on Sunday. Yes. Um, with some major artists appearing, which I thought was yes. from the Chug group. Mm. And um, and um, people like um, Daryl Braithwaite. Um, John Stevens, yep, um, just to name two two of the artists that are they're going to be appearing. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe there's a Grinspoon on on the bill as well. They're going to be headlining now. Grins, yeah. Grinspoon they they formed here at Southern Cross University when they were all students yes. studying their music degrees, and um, and their first gig I believe was at the Gollan Hotel which is on the corner of um, Woodlark and Keene Street in Lismore. Mm. And from then they've gone on to, um, they won a um, Triple J New Artist um, in a competition and that really set them on their, their um, road yeah. as, a, as a band and um, recognised nationally, yeah. And internationally. And so they're yes. probably one of the most prestigious bands from the Lismore area, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, they make fantastic music. So uh, I really and like, you know, their music as well. So I'm looking forward to taking my kids on Sunday. Hopefully the weather will hold. So, yeah, yeah mm. I hope it shows. So it'll be mm. out of the Lismore showground. Mm. Yes. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> Good. And um, besides, you know, local venues, what do musicians need directly uh, in, in, in order to get their music businesses back back on track. Well, there's been some fantastic, um, there's been a project where people have been giving musicians um, instruments that mm. they've, in replacement of the instruments they've lost, and that's yep. wonderful. So, you know, That's fantastic. That, yeah. that sort of thing allows a musician to get out and play again where they have, yep. have the money that they can afford to go and um, purchase instruments considering if they've lost everything else 
that yeah. they possess. Um, oh, that's a great initiative, yeah. It really has been, and uh, I I sort of I take my hat off to the, to the person that actually went and started organising that, and, and they've been going right around the the, the area, you know, yeah. wherever people have, have lost their musical instruments, and, mm. um, yeah, that's been a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah, right. So uh, I'm not a resident of Lismore, so uh, you probably know the area better, but it's it's my understanding that, the area that went under is also known for you know lots of businesses, the CBD, as well as the creative community. Yes. Is, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So I guess there are a lot of people in the creative industry affected who may have lost their rehearsal rooms or studios or That's right. offices. Yeah. And I even think of people like Jilly Jackson with mm. the, the lanterns that she produces. Like she would have had storage sheds and I, I don't mm. know how she's fared in the, that, whether mm. she got any of that out. But um, okay. well, the various creatives and, and even the... Um, the gallery here in Lismore, you know, that um, the water went through there and mm. damaged um, things like artwork and things like the Hannah cabinet, which is yep. um, an incredible piece of um, mm. woodworking um, that was created by Jeff Hannah. And um, it was on exhibition at, at the gallery here in Lismore. Yeah. Norpa, another, another um, wonderful. Um, institution, uh, they would have had um, damage done to mm. to um, their their building there, where they have their offices at the yeah. small city hall. Then the conservatorium was badly affected. Absolutely, I, I saw a photograph on social media that just broke my heart of literally a big pile of, of broken guitars, a pile that they had to chuck out. They were just completely destroyed. That was heartbreaking. Okay, well. Um, I believe that the conservatorium has found a temporary um, shelter with um, Southern Cross, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. So, so and Southern Cross University have yeah. been absolutely wonderful um, yeah. um, opening their arms to the community and um, allowing allowing um, the community to use their facilities. I think that's, um, you know, sort of, uh, I think um, Southern Cross needed to be recognised for that particular mm. effort there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, okay. Good. Um, I think it's probably time that we wrap it up. I'm fully aware that you're a very busy man. I think we probably just finish it up here. But just before we do, um, if I ask you to look into your crystal ball for, let's say, the next 10 years, what's the music scene going to be like in Lismore and the surrounding areas? What trajectory can you foresee at this stage? That is a really hard question. Like, there's so many musicians living in, in Lismore and surround um, of such a um, national and international stature. Um, it's really hard to, hard to tell, actually. Mm. I, I'm, I'd like mm. to say I, I, I have a very clear idea what's going to happen, but I really don't at this point in time. I understand. Okay, so it's the uncertainty right now that really dominates. Yes, I so think so. Nobody really knows, and we just all have to stick together and make it happen i think so okay good these are good words to finish up thank you so much for your time really appreciate that thank My you pleasure cheers thank you gary for this interview this was officially the first interview of this podcast series with snoring baby sounds in the background how cute is that Please visit the show notes to find links to Gary's music and the organizations mentioned in this interview. 
Gary, I wish you and your family all the best for the weeks and months to come and hope that things will eventually return to some type of post-flood normal in Lismore. The music scene there needs all our help. So let's all check in and go to gigs, buy records, buy merch and so on. Let's help these people out. Okay, this is all for now. Please subscribe, please rate this podcast and recommend this podcast to all your friends. I'll speak to you next week. Bye for now.